0: So, following on from um, Joe's excellent uh, overview of the last passage, I'm just going to go through the um, the next few verses, really. Matthew 9, 32 to 35. Um, So, I'll just read those out together. Um, I think we've got the same version. Yeah, we got, yeah, as they were going away, behold, a demon-pressed man who was mute was brought to him. And when the demon had been cast out, the mute man spoke. And the crowd marveled, saying, Never was anything like this seen in Israel. But the Pharisees he cast out de- um, but the Pharisees said, He cast out demons by the Prince of Demons. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. So, Father God, in these few minutes that we have together, I just pray your spirit would be upon me, Lord, and to share your words and to share what's in your word and not um, what I'm saying, Lord God. But we pray that uh, the message that you want to deliver would really and yes. make it through into our hearts today, Lord God. And that we would become more like you as a result of sitting under your word and seeing what you have to say in these things, Lord oh Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So, really simple structure today, um, which is just four headings. If you can flick to the next slide, please. Uh, so, Old Testament background, demons, authority, and then application. Um, and you can go back to the scriptures on there because it's quite simple. So... Um, yeah, so to give you an overview of the Old Testament background, um, so the understanding of those around Jesus, um, Joe's spot there for Isaiah 42, verse 7, I noticed as well about um, Jesus came to give sight to the blind and bring those out of captivity is also very relevant for, for this. Um, but anyway, one aspect is that God has a real um, jealousy, I suppose. He's so passionate about his glory, his name, and doesn't like others to um, be honoured above him. And... Um, this is shown in, in one passage amidst many in Deuteronomy 32, which describes about the greatness of God and then his jealousy. And the, old, uh, the, the people in the Old Testament, their worship of demons, they were sacrificing to demons. So it shows mercy in that they were still, but he still shows mercy. That is, um, he doesn't show the kind of the full extent of the punishment that they might deserve, um, in that they were still allowed to carry on in relationship with him, even though they'd been engaged in this practice of um, some worship of demons. So, aware of all this, um, there is clearly an understanding that demons do exist by some of the people around them at the time. Um, in verse 34, we read about how the Pharisees had accused him of casting out demons by the prince of demons, even. So, as we've got to ask the question about demons... What are they, um, and do they exist? And quite simply, we can read throughout the Bible many times that they do exist, and that they are the devil's angels. And building on Kaz's great foundations a few uh, weeks ago, um, just to bring out a few more things that um, yeah, the Bible tells us about demons. So as part of the preparation, I just went through the Bible, looking at two particular questions really. Firstly, is um, is there a particular reason why the person in the passage got a demon? And the second one was, <clears throat> um, what are the symptoms? What do they look like? And through going through this, um, one common phrase that we see time and time again, at least in the English ESV and English Standard Version, and similar in other versions, is a phrase, oppressed by. I, it's not good to be under the influence of demons, as our man is in verse 32, a demon-oppressed pr- op- man. Um, so, sometimes there's this kind of uh, death metal, heavy metal culture, I think, that we have, which sometimes thinks that, you know, hanging out with, with demons and devil and that kind of stuff is kind of fun and free, whereas it's not really the picture that the Bible paints at all, but it's, it's definitely oppressed by and it's something that's uh, not to be desired. In the Bible, it doesn't often seem to be clear what caused the demon to come on that particular person, you know, what, if there's a specific thing that caused it, and the symptoms seem to vary, but they generally seem to be visible to those around, like throughout the Bible, we've got this man who's mute, there are others which are, it seems from those standing around him, that everyone knew that he was oppressed by a demon, and if you want to read more about this, I'd recommend Dave Devondish's um, Demolishing Stronghold, so if you want to have a quick flick at the end, you can see whether you want to buy it. Um, and it's got some good practical insights as to um, how he approached this topic and how we can actually wage war um, spiritually um, throughout, um, in these things. And he references the Bible throughout. So he suggests this, uh, that um, demon oppression can be caused by a wide range of things, including past practice of the occult, practices from a family, and or sinful habits. So he also suggests there are many symptoms, as um, I've said in the Bible, but he, he seems to put it even more broadly, um, but also references that rather than being fully oppressed, we can kind of have demonic influence in our lives from the evil one. So this was fit with uh, Ephesians 4.27, where you can read of how we are instructed not to let the sun go down in our anger and give no opportunity to the devil. And that not only does the devil exist, but he wants to have his part in our life, and restrict, um, restraining from how we interact with each other, because the devil doesn't want the church to grow, so he, he, he plays these schemes in order for that to be res, restrained. However, um, we come to authority. So Jesus cast out demons in many other times in the Gospels. We can read it time and time again. It's kind of just routine um, service for him, it seems. And therefore, the implication is in verse 33, although not said explicitly in this version, um, and when the demon had been cast out, the mute man spoke, because of what we read of in the other Gospels, you know, we can understand that Jesus cast the demon out and he brought him freedom and enabled him to speak. Yeah. So um, Jesus brought that freedom and that life, like we're referencing with Joseph, um, Isaiah 42, bringing out of, um, out of prison, out of captivity. So he has authority that was given from the Father who sent him, which we can read of in John 10, 18. This authority is ultimately shown on his death, uh, through his death on the cross. In Revelation 12, we, we learn about a battle with the devil and his angels who are cast down from heaven. And I understand this is the heavenly battle when um, on the cross, um, Jesus won the victory and the demons were then cast down. And that is through Christ's sacrifice and death, he has shown his authority ultimately. And we can look forward even further to Revelation 20, which shares of, uh, shares of Satan's ultimate destruction in hell, where he is tormented forever. However, in this in-between time, we're like Europe after the D-Day landings in the early 1945, when we're waiting for the official end of the Nazi regime, but um, you know that there was still those skirmishes going on. At the end of the passage we're studying today, um, there's an, also another sentence which shows about Jesus' authority. The next page, yep. And Jesus went through all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. Wow. Wow. So <clears throat> it's another one of these phrases that we can read out in various parts of the gospel. Um, I Think Joe read one earlier from the end of John, which is basically when we read of this, these throwaway comment, comments that Jesus heals many, or heals all, or heals every disease or sickness in a region or in a gathering. And this one was in all the cities and villages, so there's a lot of them there. Um, So Jesus has authority over, as as Joe said, over spiritual and physical things. But what should we do in response to this? Um, In John's Gospel, in Jesus' final hours with his followers, um, before Jesus was killed, he explained, "'Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father.'" Now, the following three chapters are about Father, Son, and Spirit. So through the power of the Spirit and with Jesus' authority, we can do these and greater things. As Joe mentioned, um, they're kind of signs to to God. These miracles that we do in his name, by his power, are not for us to take any honor or glory, but they're to point to Jesus and um, how we relate to God. Um, And how this power is used can be seen perhaps in verse 33, where the people say, never was anything like this seen in Israel. And in verse 35, we can see the intermingling of Jesus' teaching and his healings. Also, the following passage is about the harvest field and praying that workers would be raised up to go. Therefore, the miraculous and the casting out of demons are tied up with God's glory in the nations and, and outreach. And this is something I'm seeking to do more in my evangelism, both informally and informally in conversation with people, to pray for healings, um, perhaps before I come to, uh, to speak of the, the gospel or the truth, um, that it might give more weight and that people might be listening more closely, I suppose, to what we have to hear, what, what we have to bring. So we look forward to a time when Satan and his followers are cast into hell. But in this in-between time, we've got this battle with these skirmishes going on. And in 2 Corinthians 10, we read, For the weapons of our warfare <clears throat> are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. That is, we can cast out demons, we can pray scripture over ourselves when we feel tempted to sin, and we can speak out these themes, reminding ourselves of the truth of victory of, of Jesus on the cross and his, and the devil's ultimate um, torment in hell. Um, another um, way to respond today, um, given we've got this passage, as I share about demonic oppression, some of you might be maybe having some troubles and some things going on, and when I say that word, perhaps it just rings a bell in your head, your head, think, that's what it is. There may be something going on on the side, and we just want to pray in the name of Jesus for, for freedom and for, for healing from that. And if you want that, um, please come and... Um, Come forward after after I've finished. So, Jesus has authority to cast out demons, heal, and over many things. This was shown on the cross, and we as his followers are called to do the works that Jesus did, and greater things. I'm going to finish in uh, in response by worshipping Jesus through reading some of um, Revelation 12 that I referenced. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of of God... And the authority of his Christ have come, for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they love not their lives unto, even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, but woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short." Yeah, Father God, we just um, thank you that we can worship you today, and as we think about um, demons, Lord, we just know that um, the devil's time is short, and thank you for this time that you've, you've given now in, in your mercy to allow more, many more people to come to know you, Lord, in this in-between time between when you came last time and when you're coming next time. Thank you. And Father God, thank you for the power of your spirit to enable us to do your works and that we might um, use these signs as a means to point people to you yeah. and seeing people come to know you from every tribe, nation, people, and tongue, Lord. Yeah. And we thank you for this time of mercy you've given us as your, um, your church, Lord, and you're calling us to, um, yes, you'll see your kingdom advanced, Lord God, and we just um, know that we have authority, Lord, to cast out demons, and we know we have authority over the evil one in every way, Lord God, because we know you've won the victory on the cross. Yeah. And we thank you for that ultimate goal of... Um, of uh, Satan is going to be to be tormented by you forever in hell, Lord. And we worship you for that because uh, you are worthy and your ways are holy, Lord God. We praise you for that. Yeah. And um, yeah, Father God, we pray you help us to, um, yeah, to live in response to those truths. Yeah. Thank you. Amen.